It's the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey and the crew. Welcome back to the Beat Break Morning Show. Good morning at Beat Break Radio on it's Facebook the Beat Break and Morning Twitter. Show with Sean Garvey and the crew. I know you just said that. Good morning. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Sean Garvey in the studio uh, with Star Kells. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Beat Break Radio. And don't forget to download the podcast FM app to your mobile device. So we have a new segment on our morning show called, uh, we still trying to figure out the uh, name for this particular segment, uh, but it's All Things Considered financial literacy and before we go any further i gotta shout out i almost forgot to do this i gotta shout out my sponsor sent just for you make sure you go on the website sent just for you.com and get 10 percent off of any purchases that you make so if you want your fragrance oil in time for valentine's day make sure you go to sent just for you.com i'm gonna show it to our viewers and listeners here on the screen there and uh, go ahead and get your Fragrance oil for your better have in time for Valentine's Day. That's scentjustforyou.com. All right, so uh, we got a new financial literacy segment um, that we are implementing in the morning show because we want to educate and empower people uh, to live a great financial lifestyle in these crazy days that we're living in, uh, all things considered, economics and financial literacy. And joining with us, he is the host of his own podcast called The Practical Wealth Show. Uh, we have Curtis May on the check-in. Curtis May, welcome to the Beat Break Morning Show. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good morning. Great. To, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on for the very first time. Uh, you know, we we still trying to figure out this Instagram thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's the the world of technology, the world of social media. I'm still a student, so uh, we still trying to figure it out. But it's great to have you on. Uh, I know we um, had you on another show here in Atlanta back in the day. We're well, not too too far back in the day, but it was sometime. I wouldn't say maybe like 2000. 20 something like that 2020 yeah i think it was the pandemic it was yeah. that was a fun show yeah yeah and it was great timing to have you come on this particular person's show in 2020 uh in height of the pandemic covid 19 and you know uh people trying to save whatever they can uh in their savings account or in their bank account because they don't know what's going to happen they don't know the forecast of what's going to happen with their finances and you know other things that they saved up for so fast forward it is 2023 uh, we're like in, we're in February It is February and, uh, we still want to be advocates, um, Curtis, when it comes to financial wealth and financial literacy, because we want to make sure that people walk away with some valuable information on how they can reach to their full potential to gain financial freedom. So I, I pulled up some stories here, Curtis, and I want to talk about this gentleman uh, who is in Scotland and I did not know this is new information to me I did not know that in other places around the world like Scotland they have their own lottery system just like here in the U.S. did you know that I did not well I mean I know everybody has some type of lottery but uh so I guess I did, every state has a lottery so I guess I it's not being everybody wants to get rich quick so yeah. it's not shocking yeah, everybody's now. I'm not trying to get rich quick myself. Maybe in my younger years, yes, but now that I'm 39, I'm like, nah, I don't want to fall into that whole 
rich quick scheme. Uh, but I, I want to do this, Curtis, because um, this is your first time coming on the morning show, and we're going to get into this first story. But give our listeners and viewers a background story uh, of who you are. Okay, so um, again, thanks for having me. So my name is Curtis May, and I've been in the uh, financial industry for, oh, Lord have mercy, at least a good, I think, 37 years. I started in college. I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11 shooting guards. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I got um, uh, into the business, and I wanted to, with our show, kind of spread the message what I teach, which is something called principles-based planning. Mm -hmm. And really what I do, Sean, is I teach people how money works. You know, what you know today will determine where you'll be at five to ten years from now. And I think most of us, so I'm a bit of a contrarian, so most of the stuff that your listeners think is uh, financial planning, mm -hmm. I literally teach the opposite, <laughs> okay, say, so of, of that. And, um, and as we get into it, you'll, you'll see what I do. It's really, you want to, investing is not, because people always think about investing, but investing is not about buying something. It's about becoming something, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to become an investor. You know, investing is not a product or a procedure. It's a plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we teach our clients is to make a long story short is I teach the five principles of personal finance, which we get into a little bit later if you'd like and the three rules of investing, right? And our framework of how we teach is principles drive strategy and strategy tactics are products you buy or tools of implementation. And most people lead with that. And that's in my opinion. Okay. And, and can you give our listeners and viewers the website? I want to make sure that I put it in the comment section. So while we're talking, we can have our viewers go directly to your website or to uh, your platform to learn more information. Uh, yeah. So they can go to practical wealth, uh, practical wealth.net. We'll take you uh, to our site and we have uh, where a person can schedule a company consultation. It can uh, download our, um, uh, just a couple of, you know, informational things that we have. We teach a strategy called Become Your Own Banker. Mm -hmm. And so they can get access to those type of things from that site. Okay, awesome. We're going to make sure that we put it in the comment section and pin it so people can go there and get more information and also support your business. And that's just to make sure, just to double back here, uh, practicalwealth.net, you say? Yes, practicalwealthsolutions.net. Okay. PracticalWebSolutions.net. Did I get that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll make sure we put it down there in the comment section in just a few moments. So uh, going back to the story here um, about a once upon a time a millionaire in Scotland, and they have a uh, lottery system in places like Scotland. So here's the story. Uh, there's this guy uh, who is from, uh, I believe it's North Ayrshire, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, North Ayrshire, Scotland. He won a record-breaking 161 million, roughly it's actually 257.6 million dollars in 2011, uh, which, according to officials, say it ranks as one of the largest, biggest jackpots handed out by the European lottery competition, right? Well, unfortunately, 
Uh, this particular gentleman, his name is Colin. I'm just going to refer to him as uh, Colin. That's his first name. Uh, he died in 2019 at the age of 71. So he didn't live long, Curtis, to enjoy the rest of the lottery winnings. Wait, how, how old was he when he won? Uh, you know what? They didn't say how old he was when he won. Okay. Um, but I've not heard this story, so keep going. Yeah, <laughs> this this is interesting. So uh, basically, he blew nearly fifty million dollars before his death, and he and get this, Curtis, he invested most of his money uh, or nearly fifty million. Uh, investing it in his favorite soccer team and bought racehorses. So that's yeah. where his investment went into is <laughs> a soccer team and racehorses. So I, I want to start the news segment off by talking about people that get money because you know you with you being a uh, financial advisor and a financial expert uh, I know that you've dealt with people in the past that have won winnings that have won lottery winnings in the past and you know unfortunately they just didn't know what to do with the winnings they spend it they splurge it on cars houses all this other stuff right and next thing you know they run out of money they run out of, I've heard stories, you know, it even hit close home to me, you know what I mean? Um, and then not, nowadays, when you hear the news, when you turn on the news story, you always hear about uh, the jackpot for the Powerball is this amount or the jackpot for the Mega Millions is this month. You hear that all the time, every single week. Like, you know, you're thinking that you're going to be the next winner, but you know, it's a it's a one to ten chance, right? So, from a financial aspect, like yourself, with you being a financial expert, man, uh, tell me about your experiences dealing with people um, that have won the lottery and ended up either losing it or mismanaging their money. Well, I haven't had anybody win the lottery, but I've had from the insurance part part of my business, I've had people or get or so let's let's expand that. People that get settlements from cases, mm -hmm. right? I've had a uh, uh, couple of people I can think of that had between five hundred and eight hundred thousand uh, dollars from a death claim that they had insurance with me, and were, you know, all of a sudden, once they got paid, they they got they ghosted me. I couldn't find them, and both all the ones I'm thinking about went through all that money in less than four years. One time, I was I was speaking at a church, and the pastor says, "Oh, you got to talk to my." sister-in-law she really needs to see you uh okay sure uh she needed to see me two years prior to that because by the time i met her she got a half million dollars in settlements she was broke <laughs> i mean literally the account they had half a million dollars in it two and a half years later had forty dollars in it mm -hmm. okay and so there, there's a saying a fool in their money assume part of it Mm -hmm. And uh, because what people do or ball players that get their first big check, all that stuff, because what happens is you people, if you don't earn it and you're going to blow it because your self image, you'll revert back to your image. If you don't know anything about money, there's rules to money. If you don't know the rules, you're going to you're going to give the money the way that people that that do know the rules. So if you're going to go out you see one of the things people got to do is they've got to understand the difference between investing and speculating, right? Mm. So, but they're not investing yet. They're, I have people coming to money. I have somebody call me, oh, I just got $100,000 uh, and I want to do this. I look, you don't want to do nothing. 
okay, just sit for a couple of weeks. I just, I, I tell people, look, I just need to let this feeling of euphoria of all the stuff you can buy run through you, okay? So you can just chill and think about it. You got to take a pause. What am I trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Okay, where am I at now? What am I trying to accomplish? It's not about, because, you know, money, if somebody gets a half million dollars or a million dollars, that's a good head start. You're not rich, okay? If you get a, a million dollars and let's say you could get um, uh, like a safe, you know, the Wall Street will say the safe withdrawal rate is 4%, that's $40,000 a year if you don't want to like go into the money. So you're not rich. And so you've got to... You know, Jim Rohn says you if you come into money, the best you start to start studying so that you can keep the money, because right now you're not worth it. You didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to revert back to your original state. It's broke. If you don't learn the basic rules. So one of the things I teach our clients is the you know, basic stuff like the richest man in Babylon, you know, seven cures for a lean purse, the five laws of gold. It's like there's like uh, foundations or principles to getting it and keeping it. So if you get it and you haven't earned it, you're going to blow it. A soccer team, and you don't know how to run the, the business of a soccer team, racehorses is out and out investing. So it's to invest, the, what's the root word of invest? To investigate. To invest means to cover fully, right? Mm-hmm. And so most people are not investing. They're really speculating. If you, one of the things I teach our clients is that they get money and they know all the as soon as you get some money everybody comes out the woodwork with great ideas with great investments and all the stuff they can help you spend your money okay and uh you, you just but and you don't know and you're you, you know really what you need to do is not blow it okay and you need to get some books and spend the next year reading you know 10 15 pages a day and try not to blow it don't change your standard of living don't go buy a big house don't go get, you know, I, if I, somebody comes to me with money, it's like, okay, I'm going to give them uh, 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 some spending money. All right, let's go buy a thing because I need to get that out of your system. Okay, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's go buy something. People come to me and says, oh, you don't want to invest it. No, you don't. I said, look, let's just put some money in cash because you're going to want to buy something. So, because see, investing so I, I always tell people what is investment because when people say they want to invest for example i say well let's tell you let's talk about what i say is investment and what you think is investing so let, mm-hmm. and i ask people have they heard of, for example have you ever heard of um this is what i do with people have you ever heard of warren buffett yes yes absolutely yes right so right. now have you ever heard of benjamin graham you know the name sound familiar i want to say i do so his yeah. you probably have so his that's him and Charlie Munger's mentor is Benjamin Grant. He's a book that's still on the bookshelf. You go to like a college bookstore mm. called The Intelligent Investor. So the first chapter of his book is Investing versus Speculation. And he was talking about stocks. So an investment, he says, is something you put your money into with your principal. The money you put in is safe. And you have a reasonable opportunity to make a profit. If it doesn't fit that definition, you are speculating or gambling. Okay. Okay. So now if you hold that definition up to what most people trained to do by Wall Street, by funding their qualified plans, they're not investing, they're gambling. So now don't get some money 
you want your car, you want the big house. House is not investment if you're a rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, so it's it's some basics. I have somebody just coming in. Somebody says, all right, you know what? Here's some homework. I have a meeting with this person tomorrow. I said, look, here's, I want you to watch this. I gave her some videos. I want you to do a little homework. And then we're going over, all right, here's what you got. Here's where you are now. Where do you want to go? And then we will map out. You know, what's, what do you want to do before you just start throwing money at stuff? I want to buy a house. I want to mm. do this and that. You ain't got that much damn money. You ain't got $100,000. That's no money. Mm. Wow. So, so you know, <laughs> I tell you, you know, I'm the contrarian, right? Yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit different because, see, one of the things when people are coming at you, one of the things I teach our clients is what are the four, there's four rules that all financial advice from institutions operate by okay think about this okay and all of like insurance companies mutual fund companies stock market doesn't matter right mm-hmm. banks they want your money right mm-hmm. they want it on a regular basis like every time you get paid they want to keep it as long as possible and how soon do they want to give it back mm-hmm. those are four never yeah mm-hmm. and so they never want to give it back so yeah. now you one of the things we start the conversation you said you want to be or people want to become financially free. Mm, right? Okay. 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 So that's a function. So first of all, financial freedom is a capability. All right. And so that means you can live like you want to live from income from your personally invested assets. What's an asset? Something that pays you to own it. Something that generates cash flow. Right. Right. So most people are not. And so now nothing that Wall Street teaches is designed to generate cash flow. It's all about assets under management, which makes them money. Mm. But there ain't nothing designed for you to live off of. Even when you get to 65, quote unquote, uh, and you want to retire, you have to sell the shares to generate income. But the, but the assets in of themselves, I'm using that word loosely, don't throw off cash flow. Mm-hmm. So what you've got to do is you got to take a step back money works and uh most people because they want easy they want convenient they won't do that and that's where the problem lies Mm. i want to go back to something that you mentioned that was really key when you said that okay just take some of the winnings or some of what you got and just go buy a thing. I know you didn't say go buy stuff or go all out, but buy a thing, right? And I do remember someone telling me years ago that if you ever win, let's say, let me just throw a number out there, like say three hundred million or maybe thirty million. Let's just let's drop it down a little bit low from three hundred to thirty, even though three hundred million is way more better than thirty million. I'm just saying, but you know, you you end up winning thirty million. Spend at least one million. Take one million out of that thirty million. It may go down to maybe like twenty five, twenty six million um, after taxes. But take one million right. out of that. Start with that. It, yeah. it's not three hundred million. It's like one hundred and fifty million because you're going to pay taxes on that. Right. And you're not yeah. getting the whole thing. You're getting an annuity. Mm-hmm. Right, meaning that you're going to get a certain amount of money a month. And see, so it's not hard to spend. It's something called practicing law. It's the rise of media. That's what people do. That's why we have a 
Oh, hey, Curtis, you, were you breaking up just a little bit? Once you get in an area, I just need you to repeat that one more time. Are you still with us, Curtis? I am still here. Oh, okay, just repeat that. You was breaking up there. Oh, it's a shame. That was really good, too. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to freestyle. All right, so, no, what I was saying was that, first of all, uh, what you said, million is too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like maybe a, a, a $50,000 car. But the um, mm. no, what I was saying was that uh, was that uh, yeah. So I was talking about Parkinson's law, right? So Parkinson's something called it's Northcliffe Parkinson says that it's got many laws. So one of the laws is that expenses rise to meet income. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you get a winnings like that, you're you're getting an annuity, right? So you might get a check for forty thousand dollars a month or twenty thousand dollars a month or X amount of dollars a month, you know, that it's a, it's a structured payment. It's not like you get this big lump sum dropped in your lap. And so it, you can spend that. That's why you see ball players go broke. You can spend, it's not hard to, because your desire for what I call lifestyle and things is unlimited. Mm-hmm. And it can, it can easily outrun your money if you don't get control of yourself. And, um, and, and, and there's people that will help you spend it. I had somebody get a half million dollars, the first person I was talking about. And I, this, is, this is after that. By the time I met them, they were broke. And they were, they bought a house, cash, mistake number one. Okay. Okay. They, uh, they were having parties every weekend for like two summers with live bands. And, you know, it was a woman. She was supporting her little half-butted. Uh, boyfriend not working for three years, you know, just all kinds of dumb stuff. And so you can spend that. You bought a two hundred fifty thousand dollars house, you get half a million dollars. You're down two hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars, right off, right from the rip, right. Yeah. And so you know, you have to to have somebody look at that. Like, where do you? How do you make? Work? I I was I was I have a joke with one of my clients. I set her up a program. And so, for example, you look at AI, Alan Iris, I'm from Philly. And uh, so when he signed with Nike, his wife made sure uh, that they, his deal put money into something called an annuity, which is just a savings plan with an insurance company. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't get money from it until he was like 55. And then it paid him. It'll pay him probably for the rest of his life. And that's why he ain't broke, because he had a propensity for suit. Right, mm. so you have to create a system to fight off Parkinson's law, and so that's the kind of stuff that you got to, you know, you have to do because you get it, and all of a sudden people come into money, they feel like they want to get what they've been denied all their life. I got to go buy all this stuff, all these. If you rich that poor dad, all these doodads, right? Yeah, that have no value that depreciate that that you know. But I've had that even when I was younger, and in, in, you know, when I was really doing investments. You know, like mutual funds and stuff. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, I get coming in my yeah, I want to invest at all. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you say that. And I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to let's put, you know, I'd make them put 25, 30, 40,000 dollars in the bank, right? right? Because stuff happens. You need money. You need liquidity. You need money you can get to. You've got stuff you want to buy. You've got a family. You need cash. You need, you know, and so you have to think through that, you know, there's layers to it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because you want to see, because what I do, Sean, is I teach principles, right? Principles don't change. And I teach principles. So 
was a book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. So what's the why? I want my clients to be rich. I teach principles that help people become and remain, or most importantly, financially free, which is what? Passive income greater than your expenses. So if that's your objective, then... You know, if you get the lottery, which most of y'all ain't going to hit a lottery and nobody's that you're listening and nobody's going to strike an oil well in your backyard. I hate to tell you. OK, so you're going to have to build it. Right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, but if you do that, then it's like, all right, I need to. So now, for example, if I hit the, the lottery, I'd be one of the richest people on the planet in five years. Mm. I know to do with money. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped playing the lottery, I want to say, since early part of last year, <laughs> which wasn't even that long ago. You know, I stopped playing right. it because I've I'm just in that. You never play. Wait, you, wait. <laughs> Curtis <laughs> never played the lottery. I've never, rich people don't play. See, I've studied success of these clues. Rich people don't play the lottery. It's, they play Monopoly in real life. Okay, so, uh, you know, success leaves clues. If you Because who plays the lottery? Poor people? Working people. Working people. Oh, yeah, I, I, said, I said poor My people. Wife corrected me. She's trying to keep me out of trouble. But, uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. But no, working people. I had this couple one time, and I'm going over their budget, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at, you know, all right, where's your, because you got to manage your cash flow, right? That's how you met with Parkinson's Law. And I'm looking at them like, where's all your money going? I'm like, what, well, there's a gap here. Oh, we play the numbers. Up to the tune of like $400 a week. I said, you know, if you put the money away over time, I said, my barber used to do the same thing. He'd play the regular number. He'd play like three street numbers. Wow. I'd be in the barber shop, see the street people come by. I was like, dude, if you gave me the money you were trying to hit, you'd have it. Because by the time you even get your little head, you make a thousand, five thousand dollars, you're just even at, at best. Wow. But they don't count for it. They just get the hit and then they go to bar and run the bar and now you broke again. Wow. Well, you know what? I I thought about it, and I think some of our listeners that are tuning in never thought about it because think about the money that people are putting down on lottery tickets daily. I mean, th think about it. Like you pay, you playing the lottery, right? I mean, some of us, if not most of us, get caught up in the hype. We hear it all the time on the radio and on the news, and we even see the billboard signs: eight hundred million, nine hundred million. You know, go get your tickets, go get your tickets, right? And, and kind of like what you said, you you know, you're not going to win the lottery. You, you're just living off of hope when you go into that gas station or into that convenience store and you pay anywhere from a dollar to five dollars for a quick pick or you pick your own numbers, hoping people live off of hope, right? People hope right. that they're going to strike hope, it big. Hope is, not a, hope is not a strategy. Hey, say that one more time for the people in the back. Hope is not a strategy. Wow. Wow. You know what you know what's strategic or you know what principles are? Mm. Saving fifteen to twenty twenty percent of your gross income. Mm. That's the start of the game right there. You gotta save money. You gotta part of all you if you ever read the richest man in Babylon, the first lesson is part of all you earn is yours to keep. Second mm. lesson, budget thy expenses. Third lesson, make your goal multiply, which means from your savings, you need you're not saving just to be saving your savings so that you can buy or build assets. What's an asset? Something that generates cash flow. Mm -hmm. 
right? Right. So if you do the right stuff, you can get yourself out the rat race in less than a decade. If you, you know, uh, whether, you know, you can pick up, pick an asset class that you like, business, real estate, paper assets, or, or commodities, oil and gas, gold, silver. For Let's say for this example, most people are, are not going to be in commodities, but let's say business, real estate, paper, mm. which I call the, the, the cash flow triangle. And then you learn, figure out what you are interested in and learn how to do it. See, because the three rules of investing that we teach, Sean, our clients is rule number one. Invest in what you know, or invest in knowing. Mm. Okay, you got to yeah. invest in knowing. The second rule is is um um what's the second rule? The second rule is oh, invest in what you can control, what you can influence the outcome of. And the third rule is don't chase returns. See, most people chase returns because they want a quick hit. They try to hit a home run, and uh, and so that is my opportunity filter. If I don't know it or if I don't want if I'm not willing to learn it, I don't do it. OK, if I can't control it, I don't do it because otherwise I'm chasing returns. I have to suffer from fear of missing out. Oh, Curtis, what do you think about crypto? I don't think anything about it. I think it's a speculative asset. I have clients that make money with it, but they are not buying it, hoping it goes up. They trade it like Forex. So they've invested in knowing. So they're experts. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. most of my clients are real estate investors and business owners. So they've invested for people that aspire to do that, right? Right. They, they are investing in no, because you're number one asset. You want to hit the lottery, so you can control it, right? Where right. you invest it? You gotta invest in your asset. Number one asset is you. Where you invest it? Your mindset, your skill set. Skills is what makes money. So I need to make more money. Well, okay, money is a result of creating value in the marketplace. So you got to work on your skills. That's why you don't have any damn money, because you don't know how to do anything. So invest in knowledge, okay, and invest in your network. Who do you know? And more importantly, who knows you? That's that. If you want to move the needle, that's what moves the needle. Mm, man. I love it when you talk about money. Curtis May, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the website is in the comment section there, practicalwealthsolutions.net. Please hit us up with your questions. Uh, put it in the comment section. If you have a question you want to ask to Curtis May, he is live in real time to uh, give you some financial advice and some insight on the financial game. Uh, but if you want to go to his website right now for more information or to sign up to speak to Curtis May after the live, just go to the website at the bottom, practicalwebsolutions.net. That's practicalwebsolutions.net. I got a question. Let's just stay on topic really quick, um, Curtis, on the lottery thing uh, if you're just now tuning in to uh whatever the name of the segment is going to be but it's all things considered financial literacy uh we just talked about this guy by the name of colin out of scotland who blew through nearly 50 million dollars before his death and ended up investing his earnings and or earnings or winnings i should say in his favorite soccer team and bought 
racehorses, which is very interesting, <laughs> you know. And um, so we're, we're talking about lottery winners because, you know, this is nothing new, Curtis. We've heard stories. There's even a show that's out there about people who won the lottery, right, and they lost it all, and sometimes it ends up in tragedy. Uh, but my question to you is once – like, say, for example, if I win the lottery, I don't play. Once again, I stop playing the lottery tickets. I stop participating in the lottery game. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that I win the lottery, right? I get, like, a bunch of money. And, you know, should, should it be the right time for me to let a friend know or family members or a certain family member know that, hey, I won the money. Is, is there a right time to uh, share that information or do one keep it to him or herself? I would keep it to my, honestly, I would probably, other than my wife, I would keep it to myself. Mm. And the lot, okay. okay. <laughs> and the, and the I logic, mean, I mean, the lot, I think the logic would well, be. Uh, the lo- what's the logic? What, what good uh. is that going to do? So when, if you did that, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, your cousins and them hit you up and be like, "Hey, man, I got this light bill." (laughs) Right, I got this. So I no, I don't want to hear all that. I mean, you know, I might um, because right now you don't even know what you're doing. Let alone everybody's, you know, coming at you with money, and so you think, okay, I got to keep it real. I got to take everybody with me. We all get to eat, and you're gonna go broke. Hmm. Right. Because if they haven't earned it, they're going to blow it it also. And they're going to keep coming back and asking you for more and more. Yeah. Listen, they don't know. You are giving them fish every day. You got to teach them how to fish. I teach people how to fish. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's I'm kind of hardcore with that. But, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen what you're talking about. Not so with the lottery, but I've seen people come into lump sums. And, I, you know, I've got, you know, widows that, you know, come into and I pay the insurance and say, look, let me tell you what's about to happen. I, uh, all of a sudden, you know, husband's gone. All these guys are going to come howling at you in about, you know, three, six months or so. And they got great business ideas. And, you know, I've always liked you from afar and blah, 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 blah. Okay. All that stuff. I said, listen, you ain't rich. Okay. You got a good head start and just tell them I'll be the bad guy. My, my financial so Curtis says I can't do nothing or run it by me. And not that you're grown. I'm not running by me because remember, investing is a plan. So it's not a product. And uh, so it's what are you trying to do? So you've got to take care of your family. You've got a young child. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on, you know, what's important right now. And not all that. So it's no reason to do it because nothing's good going to come out of that because you're going to. They're going to want money and you either are or are not going to give it to them. If you don't give it to them, then they're going to be pissed off because some reason they feel entitled for share it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I came, came to pick you up when, I, when your tire was flat. Well, you know, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Or ball players are like, you know, remember I, I took you to practice and, you know, if they get drafted, they're all lining up at the draft night because they all spent their cut. Mm, mm. Same difference, you know, and uh, so now we're telling my. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, last note on this particular subject. What do you advise somebody who has already blew the money and who has already blew <laughs> most of the earnings or winnings from the lottery? And they may only have like, let's say $5,000 left in their account, maybe less than that. What do you advise someone that has blew his or her winnings from the lottery? I want you to get the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I want you to beat yourself in the head with it. Okay. okay. I want you to, no, I'm kidding. All right. So, I mean, what can you do? You have to, you got, it goes back to the principles. You've got to work. Yay. If you're not working, you got to go back to work. You've got to save 15, 20% of your earnings. You've got to, uh, you know, find an enterprise that you like. You've got to go back and learn how money works because you, you didn't earn it, so you don't know how to do anything. So you're not completely broke, but you're going to have to, okay, you've got to go back to school. And when I say go back to school, I don't mean go to college. You've got to go back to school. There are rules to the money game, and you obviously didn't know the rules. And so if you don't know the rules, what happens is your money went to somebody who did know the rules. And so you've got to know the rules. You can build it. See, it's not a mystery. And uh, so you can get it back. I, you know, I, when on my podcast, you know, Pastor Well Show, what I love hearing about people that I had this guy one time, he lost like during the, during the uh, 2008 crash, he lost like $100 million worth of real estate, went to zero, was bankrupt, was negative. And within five years, he made it all back again. Mm. And he's, high, he's better off than he was. So that can be done. But it's, if you don't have the knowledge, you can't do that, right? So money is just green paper that you're changing good for services, right? So it's not yeah. good or bad, but it, it's, it's, there's rules to the acquisition of it. And if you don't loan those rules, it doesn't matter how much you get, you can spend it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, we will revisit this part of the conversation later on about losing money and gaining all of that back. And it doesn't have to be regarding lottery it can just be other things too you know an inheritance or uh any type of uh particular situation or circumstance that you find yourself getting an abundance of money you end up losing it and you know you you may get it back if you do it properly but we'll revisit well, that see, most yeah. people don't get if they get an inheritance if you look at the forbes 400 list when you look at that list mm -hmm. only like uh, 8% of people on that list inherited money. So that means like 90% of them are first generation. You know what they did? They built businesses. They bought real estate. So if you had to build it, you're not going to lose it like that because you put your butt, sweat, and tears in. You understand the rules, right? So if you can't just drop money on people, money doesn't change who you are. It makes you more of what you already are. So if you're a knucklehead, you're going to be a bigger knucklehead. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Yep. I heard someone say that uh, one day that, you know, money doesn't change you. The people around you change when you have money or reach, when you reach a different level of success, I should say. 
So that's that's very key right there. So I, we, right. we we will revisit that in, at another time. But I, I want to switch gears for one moment and talk about the Netflix thing that you and I are aware of, including our viewers and listeners. Um, Netflix has mistakenly launched a set of guidelines for cracking down on password sharing to global users. And being that I am a user of Netflix myself, there are a couple of things that uh, is on my watch list list that i want to be able to watch and still keep my netflix access or a subscription whatever you want to call it but the streaming service said the guidelines being uh trailed in chile uh peru and costa rica just to name a few has been posted accidentally across it helped center pages including in the u.s on uh wednesday just most recently but has since been taken down um so this whole password sharing uh a a very big deal to netflix so apparently um it it only is going to affect those places outside of the u.s i just named curtis but uh i feel like there is going to be a a very huge crackdown here in the u.s very very soon for a lot of people that uh watch netflix man so how does this impact economically uh for from the user's perspective i mean i don't first of all you don't need to be watching that much dag on tv okay you need to be out thinking about how to make Uh oh curtis you there Okay. Last thing I heard Curtis was uh, I, the last thing I heard Curtis say was you don't need to be watching too much of that dad on TV anyway. <laughs> right. There, there we go. Yeah, we can hear you All now. Right. So, so I'm kind of a smart out. So, but the um, I see. So now let's let's back up. Let's see who you're talking to. I'm a third generation business owner. So, I think like that. So, and I have a membership program. So, it's it's the problem is it's not an impact because it's a subscription. So and this is never like you know I always kid my family is like oh it's so it's too it's expensive or it's not expensive or inexpensive. It's can you afford it or not? Okay, mm-hmm. this is from the Rich Dad book uh, where he says you know it's, it's the words are powerful, right? So it says I you know once Rich Dad would say. Poor dad would say we can't afford it, and then rich dad would say he would never he would forbid those words to be saying. You got to ask the question, how can I afford it? Because it's all about how you think. Because if you say I can't, you shut your brain down. So that's that's where that comes from. But just look at it from a business perspective. Why, if you got two hundred members, but you only have a hundred thousand paying members, if you want to stay in business, you have to collect your money. So that's how I see it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't, if I don't want to use it, I'll cancel it. But I mean, we have, we share it, you know, with my, you know, my kids are in school and I think we, they, they use it from wherever they're at, but they're in the family. But I mean, you can't run a business where everybody's free. You mean their problem is like they, they fell out with me because they stopped making my favorite shows, you know, <laughs> which was like cage and, Daredevil and you know Jessica, you know they had a good, really good original content. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is um, you know, and so that was the thing. It's like, okay, you gotta, you can't have like, it's nothing on like mediocre content, and then you want to charge for it. And uh, so the, the programming, so you have to have good programming, and now you have competition. I was just reading an article on this with you know Disney Plus and 
these other streaming services. So is that you see the problem is they set them their problem is they set precedent. They set it up and they say, oh share, blah, 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 blah. And so now you want to change your tune midstream where you've got people use you taught them to buy not that they ain't gotta pay. Yeah. Basically, right? So that's your problem. <laughs> okay. And so now you're gonna you have to You've got to change the perception and, uh, you know, you're just going to have to you know, hold your guns and, and, and charge for your stuff. I mean, it costs business costs money. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, pay, get uh, spend $10 million on new content, developing TV shows. And and if you're not charging for ads, then you've got to get it's a subscription based business. You have to have people in a subscription. Yeah. Okay? Now. And so what your listeners need to listen for is well how can i do that how can i build a subscription-based business what can i do that people will pay me for every month that's that's the lesson you stop thinking like a consumer this is the lesson we, we you know you have to think or begin to think some of y'all like ownerships is ask yourself how can i netflix size my business you know what can i do where i can charge people access monthly to some intellectual content i have Mm-hmm. That's the to me. That's the lesson. That's what. That's how I look at stuff. That's probably off the question you wanted, but that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, but you know, there's so much great stuff on Netflix, right? And and you know, Netflix and Hulu, especially Hulu, each year they go up on their rates. So, you know, it's six dollars and ninety nine cents one year, and then they go up to seven ninety nine the next year, and you know that that's how people stop subscribing or saying well you know hey we're living in some hard economic times right now i can't afford to pay this amount of money each month to just only watch two or three shows you know and and some people feel like well i got all these streaming services i got hulu i got peacock i got paramount plus i got netflix i got all these streaming services and uh, all of them have one or two or even three shows or films that i like watching but paying all these subscription-based uh streaming services per month it almost feels like i'm paying for cable all over again so what's the what's the solution to that problem? So it sounds like the solution is to either stop subscribing to all of those streaming services or cut it down to just one or two and, and, and guess figure out what streaming services would benefit or what streaming service you watch the most. Yes, that is the answer. You have to vote with your wallet. So whoever gives you the biggest bang for your buck. Um, in, in terms of service provided, I, you know, if they go up to the point where um, I I don't feel I'm getting value, then I shut it down. I mean, that's that's what free market is all about. And so, most people, you know, if you're let's say you're a you're listening, to this, most of y'all don't charge enough for your service. <laughs> okay, mm. you need to raise your prices, but you need to raise. Your, but see, it's not just raising prices. See, price is only a consideration in the absence of value, right? So if you raise that, you better be worth it. Mm. Yeah. You know, I have a prediction, though, that coming March on Netflix, there's the 
a highly anticipated comedy special from Chris Rock. I believe it's supposed to be premiering on the 24th of March or, or March 4th. It's one of those dates in March. And I, I feel like the people that unsubscribe from Netflix due to their price gouging, I think they're going to come back just to watch that highly anticipated Chris Rock special on Netflix. And I think that's what's going to help take Netflix to the next level because this special you know, from what I've heard, is not only highly anticipated, but he, he meaning Chris Rock, is supposed to be addressing the stuff that happened with him between him and Will Smith from the Oscars last year. So, you know, from an economic standpoint, that could be a, a, a very great thing for Netflix. Let's say you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what, the, what it's all about. I mean, look at... um. Uh, what else I watch? HBO Max. Why? Because the the Game of Thrones got me signed up. That's the only thing I watched on it was Game of Thrones, and then what's the new one? You know. So if you want to, if you like that concept, I mean, that's why they'll pay them big money because if they pay him ten million dollars, um, and they can make a hundred million dollars in new subscribers, then that's a bargain. Mm, all right. Well, in other words, give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> and they will pay. Yeah, they will. They want to pay. Yeah, for them, it's an investment because they're a network. So that their their business is content that people want to see and they want to pay for. So they're looking for good stuff. Like you're saying, there's lots so much stuff on Netflix. I ain't nothing on Netflix that I will look at that I won't see. You know, mm. and um, um, but that's you. But that's me. Right, as my wife says, right? Because she finds all kinds of stuff that I can't stand. That she likes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, huh? but I, but most time I'm, I, you know, I have YouTube on my TV, so most time like I'm watching, I'm either reading or watching stuff that makes Curtis more money or better at his craft, so that he can make more money and serve more clients. So mm. that's what I mean. You have to. We're spending too much time entertaining ourselves, and we're not doing business learning how to get better so i mean so I, I you know all right if it gets too expensive okay it's not expensive you can't afford it well why can't you afford it yeah yeah you got to think about the logic in that okay it's either i'm gonna put this money towards the next netflix bill or I'm going to put this money to get some toilet paper or even <laughs> buy a share or you know or even you know like maybe if you're going to keep Netflix, like at least put some money into maybe a Netflix stock or a Netflix share or something. Right. So remember, what's my first lesson? My first principle is save. So mm. buying stock, buying mutual fund is not saving. So this is a, we have to have another meeting. I'll go into that. Sure. Not part of all your earnings is to keep saving. Let me define saving. Safe, liquid, accessible, guaranteed. Right. Because you have to provision yourself you have to prepare see most people are hoping buying this thing and hope it goes up but let me tell you all markets go up they go down they go sideways so nobody i know has a working crystal ball but let me tell you you're going to live too long you're going to die too soon you're going to get sick and live okay that's a certainty so how do you from a financial standpoint prepare and protect yourself and and if you have cash or what i call capital then you can if you know what you're looking for you have the opportunity to make quantum leaps in your personal finance so i tell people look 
you can save 15, 20 percent of your gross income. I don't care what you do the rest of it because you're being a good steward of your money as long as you're, you know, you have money for emergencies and then money for opportunities to to make more money. That's what you have to think about. That's what I mean. Successfully is clues. And uh, that's why lottery winners, winners don't make money because they're back to that subject because they don't haven't learned the basics. So if you haven't learned the basics, money's going to leave you. Mm. You know, if right. you're spending too much time, see, when I look at Netflix, when I look at those things, I look at that different. I'm going, huh, how can I do that? Yeah. Okay. Because if I don't want it, I won't buy it. I'll cancel it. And I can afford it. But it's like, is, is this a good use of my time or money? Yeah. Yeah. So I told you about, I'm a bit of a contrarian. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... All right. Think like an owner. Think like a business person and not so much of a consumer. All right. So, Curtis May, thank you so much for coming on the first segment of whatever we're going to call this segment is all things considered financial literacy. And of course we have the website at the bottom, practicalwealthsolutions.net, practicalwealthsolutions.net. What you got coming up before we let you go, Curtis, what you got coming up on the practical wealth show? So I've got actually this month is going to black history month. So I'm actually going to just talk about some stuff that's on my mind. I, I had, I'm going to redo a video I did a while ago called the, you know, from Dennis Kimbrough's book, success secrets of black millionaires. Mm. And I'm going to talk about the eight traits of, of millionaires, like successfully clues, like what are they doing that we're not thinking about? Because mm. if you can emulate that, you can begin to, uh, manifest. uh, you know, manifest some of that stuff. It's not magic. Yeah. There's stuff that, you know, there's, there's, uh, so that's kind of what I want to get into because I think that, um, sometimes we just think wrong about stuff and nobody's teaching us the, the game, so to speak. And so over the, probably really over the next two months, but definitely for this month, we have that going on. Um, if you follow the show, I'm going to do a webinar. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm driving, so I have the date from me, but I'm going to do, uh, we teach something called infinite banking mm-hmm. and I'm going to do, a uh, 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 camp or either a webinar on privatized banking this month. So you have to follow me, follow me on IG and, uh, you can go to my link tree and follow the website or the show and just keep, keep you know, keep up. I would go to my YouTube channel. We do a lot of, uh, uh, educational videos on YouTube, how stuff works, how qualified plans work. Okay. And, um, you know, most people give most of your money away cause they don't know how stuff works. And you no, know, I'm a financial educator and I really want to teach people, people below you and I, the game, cause I don't think they're getting the game. Yeah. I love it. I love it when you talk about money. That should be the new segment. I love it when you talk about money. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get on. I'll step on people's toes once a month. You know, you get some other people on, but I'll be different than everybody else you bring on. All right. <laughs> so, well, one, once a month it is, man. Well, Practical Web Solutions, all that you just named, your social media handles and how they can check out the podcast is on the website, correct? Yes. Yep. There you go. PracticalWebSolutions.net. Please go there now, ladies and gentlemen, so you can get information, so you can sign up as uh, speak to Curtis uh, and and get this valuable information 
from the financial expert himself, Curtis May. So thank you so much, Curtis. We're going to have you on next time. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for um, just coming on and raising the awareness of financial literacy. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Like, for, you know, even if you don't ready to call me, X, I said some crazy, it's not even crazy stuff, but just listen. I told you, listen to the show, watch YouTube, listen more for the madness that is Curtis, and you'll find I'm relatively consistent and you'll learn a lot. I guarantee you. Indeed, indeed. And uh, the, the show itself, the Practical Wealth Show, is available on all streaming platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's, of course, it's on the Podcast FM app, my app, Podcast FM app. So make sure you uh, check it out so you can get some valuable information from yeah, the one and only Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for having us on your network. The theme of the show, guys, is kind of wealth outside of Wall Street. So I mm-hmm. kind of am trying to put you down with stuff I don't think you're going to hear if Curtis don't show it to you. Okay, more reasons why to check out the Practical Wealth Show. It's a great show. I recommend everybody to check it out. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Curtis. I know you're on the road. Be safe out there, and we will talk to you again, okay? All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Curtis May from the Practical Wealth Show. And once again, the website is at the bottom of your screen there. Uh, that is practicalwealthsolutions.net practicalwealthsolutions.net all right stay tuned uh coming up i will be back on ig live tonight at 9 p.m eastern standard time on uh my platform here on my social media platform at sean garvey atl at sean garvey atl we got a special guest uh you know valentine's day is coming up this weekend uh or actually valentine's day is on the 14th but valentine's day weekend kicks off this weekend and we are going to have uh rachel Van Nortwick uh, to talk about this new dating app called Vinally. Uh, so she's going to talk about that and more. Plus, Star Kells will be on the morning show to give us the trending report. And we got so much more right here on the Beat Break Morning Show. Make sure you tune in on 87 FM, 101 The Vibe FM, Atlanta, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, this is the place for R&B, talk radio, and throwbacks. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Good morning. Sean Garvey is the MC. So respect the architect as I begin to build. DJ Rollum is the DJ. Go DJ, that's my DJ. Go DJ, that's my DJ. And Star Kells fills you in on what's trending. Can't do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. The Beat Break Morning Show. Tune in and tap in.